news, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM980. With Brian Ethel and good afternoon. Glencoe Animal Hospital is serving up this edition of the show for the next half hour, and they're striving to meet all of your pet's needs, be they feathered friends, the furry friends, or the scaled friends. Dr. Jim Foote and his team can help you with your pet's health and comfort and nutritional needs. Dr. Foote has over 35 years of veterinary medical experience. Glencoe Animal Hospital provides the highest standard of medical, surgical, and dental care for your pets, and it's a commitment to your pet's health and best performance for the long term for the life of your pet. Welcome, Dr. Foote. Thank you. Nice to have you on the radio today. And one of the important points that you would like to start off with is that it's really important as a pet owner to get to know a veterinarian. Yes, you should know your veterinarian and you should trust your veterinarian. Your veterinarian hopes to be there for the complete care and the life expectancy of your pet all the way from puppy or kitten or whatever up until his geriatric years. Mm -hmm. And some of it is just making sure that they have a comfortable and happy life. Over your many years, uh, you've seen, though, new customers come to the door when something happens. Yes. uh, You have to know, number one, if something happens, there's all kinds. There's emergencies, urgent care and trying to decide what is an emergency and what's urgent care and what is something that you have to decide to wait on for a day till regular hours type of thing is an important decision you have to make. And knowing your veterinarian and being able to call and say, look, uh, this is going on with my dog, my cat, whatever. Uh, Do I have to come in right now? What do you think? And his staff should be able to tell you or her staff should be able to tell you that any of these things may or may not be important or it may be something that uh, is normal. And I get calls and actually turn around and say, yeah, this is a normal behavior type of thing. Another good question to ask is the equipment that we'll find at a hospital. Yes, and and it all depends on the skills. Not every veterinarian has the same skills. Some are better at one thing and some are better at another. And it's like your family doctor – um, he wouldn't try and do everything. At one time, you had to be a very general practitioner. It's next to impossible to do everything nowadays. And referrals are an important part of uh, veterinary care, the same as with your own personal health care. Well, laparoscopic surgery is an important part of your practice. And tell us a little more, Dr. Foote, about how technology has advanced and what especially excites you about where we're at today. Technology has changed over my years in practice, and it started out where we didn't have everything. We didn't even have a lot of the new lab equipment when I started practice, and a lot of it was knowing what you were dealing with, and observation, touch, feel, even smell told you a whole lot about your pet. And still does. And it still does. A thorough exam is uh, almost the first step in any diagnosis. It is the first step. Uh, As far as laparoscopic surgery, I've always been interested in surgery over the years. I've done many types all the way from when we started and some surgical routines didn't even exist and we had to develop our own routine for certain things. Uh, Now we have laser surgery. I don't deal with laser, but other places do. Uh, We have radio surgery, which is almost like microwave surgery. I do have that. And that's as part of the laparoscopic surgery. 
laparoscopic surgery is similar if you have had joint surgery or your gallbladder removed. A lot of times uh, nowadays it's done that way because you can return to work in a much shorter time. The healing and the pain is much less. Um, and that's the goal with animals. Techniques are coming now eventually that we can probably do just about any, any re- routine internal surgery laparoscopically. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, one warning, I guess, is it is all surgery. There is always risk. Laparoscopic surgery has its own risk compared to an open surgery, which is one where they use a larger incision. So... Um, you have to have a discussion with the surgeon doing the work, uh, whether this fits. And the one thing that I always tell my clients is that we leave the provision that if there is a problem, we go back to routine surgery because it's safer for your pet or there's something that we didn't expect to find inside there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've done it for things, the routine stuff like uh, – Lots of spays. Now, spay is an old-fashioned term. It goes back hundreds of years. The spays I do are called ovariectomies, and it's I take out the ovaries. I have done ovariohysterectomies, which is the same as occurred. Uh, hysterectomies the same as in a woman, uh, and we can do either. But there was no good reason when I learned surgery surprisingly, that our professor said, well, why do we take everything out? Well, you're in there. Why not take it all out? It's overkill now as far as I'm concerned. And if you lived in Europe, uh, ovariectomy is the standard. Let's change gears for a moment. And before we get to the exotics and the care that you provide, can you tell me why the explosion in popularity to have them as part of our family? It's difficult to tell you one reason. I think a lot of it is, uh, number one, people want to have something that they can look after and probably, now this may sound silly, but provides no arguments with you. It's different than having children and having two grown sons of my own. Uh, Everybody that's had a family knows what it's like going through, especially the teenage years and things like that. Your dog or your cat. You know that you have thousands of people going, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Your dog or your cat, as long as you give them care, love, and they're looked after, they give their own appreciation back. And they usually don't say, "Uh, why did you do that? Or I want to go out now type of thing. Uh, You know, so it's just. Are they necessarily low maintenance, though? No. Every species has to be dealt with differently, and it depends what you like to see. If you like tropical fish, uh, an aquarium, especially if you get into some of the saltwater fish, is a high-maintenance job. You just don't set up the tank and stick fish in it. Uh, You'll have horror shows. Whereas uh, even going out and buying a lizard, people they tend to be something of a – whim purchase, unfortunately. People go out and buy it and say, oh, that's interesting. But you have to research it because a lot of these animals have different care than what you're used to. They have a different housing, different humidity. Some of the species, we don't even know what they eat for sure. It's just a general idea uh, 
and researchers. So you have to research your... So, Dr. Foote, like a human baby, should we be bringing our new lizard, our new member of the family, to the Glencoe Animal Hospital, even if we don't see any signs of a problem? Yes, because there are things that I am trained to look for, uh, even a simple thing like a stool sample or a fecal sample to look for parasites. You may not see them. In fact, I had a client that has a a bearded dragon. It was a the mother inherited from a son that went to university. And we found a whole bunch of parasites in this that had been in her or their home for five years, no other contact. Prevention is an ounce, is a pound of cure. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I get people even routinely now, and the economy speaks to this. People say, well, a vet visit is expensive. It, Yes, you have to have a, an outlay to do it, but some of the things that we find, people say, well, I look at my pet, I see him every day, but you don't see what's going on inside. And uh, It's even, the old story, the dog can bark, but it really can't, can't talk. talk. And even simple things like you can go through a routine exam and dental problems. People say, oh, his breath is bad, but it's always been that way. If our breath was like that, somebody would either shun you or tell you, you better go and uh, see your dentist. They can't tell you that. They don't stop eating until they absolutely can't eat. So things like this we can look for and we can direct care if uh, economics for a family is important. And we can maybe get around it somehow so that you don't have to do everything at once or there may be simple things you, you can do at home. For dogs, you provide dental care? Yes, I'm not a specialist in it, and but we do have uh, now several areas we can refer to, and depending on what you want to do, we can have root canals done, uh, fractured jaws where they can be plated or uh, have external fixation, and there are many good dental board-certified surgeons, and actually there is one coming to London. So, With your wealth of knowledge, and I mean your resume is very impressive, you must take a lot of time because you're passionate about this to talk, especially to the new pet owner, about the timing in such things as vaccinations and uh, all of the care. That's it's, it's an ongoing thing. It should be 365, but there's also seasonal adaptation to it. That's correct. And yeah... We highly recommend every pet have one very comprehensive exam a year. In some cases, it may be more visits if there are problems. But seasonal preventive things like in the spring heartworm uh, disease, uh, some of the tick diseases uh, now that we tend to see in our area, and we're just west of London, I've had several cases of uh, a blood parasite called anaplasmosis and a couple of uh, parasites called Ehrlichia. Um, These tend to be not as common. And if you take your dog to places, for us, we're not far from Rondo or Point Pelee. If you go down to Long Point or anything like that, uh, where the ticks are very prevalent, uh, Mm -hmm. it's a good idea to make sure that you check, even check yourself. Uh, if you go out, because we're all animals. We walk on two legs, but uh, if you check yourself, you don't want to show up with this stuff. When I first started, well, not first started, but back in the, we'll see, in the 70s and 80s, 
when they first started identifying limes, I had more clients mm-hmm. with limes than I had pets with limes. Mm-hmm. And they'd come in and I'd describe limes in their dog and they'd say, oh, my God, I've had all those symptoms. And where do I get it checked? And I'd say, go to your doctor. Even for people, there weren't the tests at that time. But uh, now we can do this. Well, to show the diversity in the services that are provided at Glencoe Animal Hospital, you just need to go to the website. It's glencoeanimalhospital.ca. We have Dr. Jim Foote here to the bottom of the hour. We haven't even touched on our feathered pets yet, so we'll talk about our feathered friends, whether it's exotics, whether it's the furry ones, whether they're the scaled ones. Uh, Dr. Jim Foote has over 35 years of veterinary medical experience, and the hospital at Glencoe provides the highest standard of medical, surgical, and dental care for your pets. Back with more on AM980's Experts. News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM980. With Brian Atoll, 24 past the hour. The half hour is going by far too quickly with Dr. Jim Foote from the Glencoe Animal Hospital. I'm going to talk about our feathered friends in a moment, doctor. But at the same time, I'd like to talk about education because clearly you provide it. But I'm also very convinced that you're an ongoing seeking it. Yes, uh... I believe that education through your whole life, and it doesn't matter whether it's my profession or whatever you're working in, if you stop learning, basically you're done. Uh, Lifelong education, and it doesn't have to be expensive. If you're a gardener, learning about plants, things like that, just different things. It's important and it keeps your brain, you hear too many things about people going stagnant and not keeping up things and Education is the easiest way to do it, and you don't have to pay money to go out and take game courses and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's important to consult with your veterinarian to see how uh, up they are on. Yes, uh, we try and keep up uh, our college, uh, which certifies us and licenses us, tells us that we have to have so many hours of continuing education. Most veterinarians try and go past. Mm-hmm. the number of hours. Uh, and we you all, do because it's yeah. just out of love. Yeah, I enjoy it. I've done all kinds of surgery courses. I just came back from the University of Georgia in December and did an advanced laparoscopic surgery course. I've taken several courses at McMaster at St. Joseph's Hospital with the CMAX, which is the Center for Minimum Access Surgery, and others through University of Guelph because it's nice and it's close. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, my interests vary from surgery, exotic pets, obviously, and uh, routine care and internal medicine are sort of my very dear interests. Now, you also maintain a membership in the Association of Avian. Yes, and several others. Uh, they vary at the time and sometimes uh, renewing on that. You get so many things that it's difficult to do everything at one time. But, yeah, I enjoy avian. I find them extremely fascinating. And probably if you own birds, you may have heard all different places like uh, National Geographic. Birds are the living relatives of dinosaurs. They are so close now. And uh, birds and reptiles, birds are very warm-blooded. They think the dinosaurs might have been a long time ago. But the other thing is they're extremely smart and uh, – what types of birds do oh. you see most often? Typical birds usually are the uh, the smaller cage birds like uh, the parrots, 
budgies, cockatiels. uh, And as non-budgie owners, what would surprise us in terms of their care and what Uh, they would seek from you and probably should on a more regular basis? A lot of things that they, excuse me, a lot of things that they should look for or do is if it doesn't look right, don't wait. Birds have a great knack for survival because they're basically prey animals in the wild. They hide illness extremely well. So if they are actually getting sick, if they've changed their behavior, something may be going on and they should be maybe looking at looked at. I see a lot of birds and people are getting used to doing annual exams on them. Uh, parrots can live longer than we do in some cases. So making sure they're healthy. Uh, because they have feather, you can't tell if they're losing weight. So just having an exam and a weigh-in and things like that. I have clients that come in just for a weigh-in. and mm-hmm. We don't charge for weigh-ins. We just do it to make sure that they're maintaining their weight. And you're happy to see that. that and we're that happy pair. to see it. It means that the owner is concerned. Mm-hmm. So we deal with it that way. And in a lot of cases, they'll say, well, if they're in for a weigh-in, well, maybe I better look at this too as well, or I just remembered this. So these are main things, and just checkups are good for them. Uh, and it doesn't matter whether you have uh, a budgie or a canary all the way up to some very expensive birds. And I see other birds. I have people with pet chickens and pet ducks. Um, <laughs> You've seen them all. Peacocks. Uh, I've done a lot of rehabilitation with uh Hawks and owls, even pinned wings and things like that uh, for fractures. Mm-hmm. All happening under one roof, the Glencoe Animal Hospital. Our time is up. I hope we'll have the pleasure of meeting you again. Oh, I hope and we so. do encourage our AM980 listeners to give you a call at your hospital to get that education, to get more information, and should there be an emergency, to think of you first. You'll find Glencoe Animal Hospital just west of London in Glencoe. Thank you. Have a great weekend.